Let's Go Blues Radio is powered by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Make your balls a priority this fall. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnie Brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 14 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We're the often imitated but never duplicated. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Your balls will thank you. Uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. This is franchise episode number 280 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow the show's account on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at the Billy Blue Note. And Jeff's is at Ponder 94 Follow us on Instagram. We're also dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook, so thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, if you, uh, and of course, the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues themed T-shirts and stickers that helps support the show. Uh, guys, Bill, welcome back this week, and I uh, thank you. I see, uh, I see, Jeff has his uh, blues hat on again. The the one that you can find everywhere. Hat. Is this is a different hat this week, yep. right? Yeah. Yes, it is. This is the one that uh, you can find in every store anywhere in St. Louis. And last week was a different one. Well, you cannot find. Last anywhere. week was this guy. Yeah. Which that one looks like I a have not been like, able to. F- it looks like yeah, 70s it's, carpet. It's, yeah, it's it's much. And this one, like, I can actually probably wear it the whole show and not have a problem. This one, I took it off at the Manscaped spot because it got so hot. Just like Bill. <clears throat> Just like Bill. <laughs> Bill is smoking, friends. Uh, I don't, wasn't uh, sure where you were going there. <laughs> getting so hot at the manscape spot. Mm-hmm. But happy holidays, guys. Jeff's uh, quite festive. Uh, what do you guys... Are you guys getting together with uh, family? Or are you, you, you quarantining? Or are you uh, having, doing your own thing? Or what? what are you doing? We're, uh, we haven't put up a damn Christmas decoration whatsoever. Um, usually my house looks like, you know, Christmas sharded. There's just Christmas stuff everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. this year we're not so festive. Um, lots of other stuff going on besides, you know, quarantining for COVID. Um, this year seems like we're probably just going to stick around home and, you know, the, the only presents that are going to get opened are, are by the dogs. So that's <laughs> not, not, not your traditional Merry Christmas uh, nope. in our place. Um, but yeah. How about you? 
But me, um, it was, it's it was up in the air kind of uh, for for a while, and uh, uh, had some discussions today. And uh, uh, I think my parents are uh, canceling uh, the get together because uh, some people wanted to uh, everyone to get tested and get masked, and others uh, didn't want to do any of that. So, um, you know, so we kind of my parents kind of just said mm. uh, no, no thanks. Yeah, they want to deal with it. I would take some educated guesses about who would say no to that. You but... might be wrong. Really? Well, no, you'd be right, but you might be wrong in who else you thought was in there. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, so, Jeff, what was yeah, you? For Thanksgiving, we didn't have the big get-together at all um, on either side, really, because um, I don't know. There's well, there's a there's a sister-in-law that uh, is just had a baby, and it was right after they or right before Thanksgiving, and everybody was going to see her. So everybody quarantined for two weeks before they went and saw her. Um, and uh, but this time, yeah, it sounds like we're still doing our normal thing. I mean, I don't care because I've already had COVID, so I'm good. Screw everyone else. Um, but no, in all seriousness. I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about my son. The wife's the only one that definitely didn't get it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, we're still doing the, the same thing. As far as I know, we're still getting together. Uh, we'll see if it's changed at all. We don't know for sure. Have you uh, been tested for antibodies? Do you have them? Do you know? So I was tested uh, again uh, two weeks after I first uh, got tested, and I was tested as negative, which they said is not typical. That typically you still test positive for weeks and weeks after, but for some reason, I guess my body's like Wolverine, um, and I was able to to work everything out. <laughs> um, you self heal. As far as I know, as far as I know, I guess that means I, I, I would imagine I still have the antibodies, but yeah. I'm obviously still taking precautions i'm still still wearing my mask and you know limiting going out and you know i'm not being stupid about it but uh apparently what i'm told is i i should be good for at least another month or two before i could contract it again we'll see um the uh winner i'm not sure i I mean i I can't read my handwriting here the winner of the let's go blues radio all-time blues roster the fantasy draft that we had. Who was the winner there? I can't make that out. The winner it was America, was... Kurt. It was America. <laughs> it, was, it was at real Donald Trump. <laughs> yep. It I was... think we need to do a recount. Yeah. Well, Reddit was the recount, and, and you lost by more. So <laughs> I lost by less. And that's true. Bill gained votes. So some, some votes were found for Bill on Reddit. So, uh, yeah, I... Uh, no, so, I'll, I'll say it so Kurt can stop being so humble. Uh, Kurt Price was your winner of the Blues all-time draft. And, uh, Kurt, I will say this. We talked about maybe having a graphic for the show, like a little extra icon by your name or something. Just when you're, because you're going to be the one to design it, just remember that eventually we're going to have some other kind of contest, and that icon is going to be moved to one of us. So it's a traveling icon. Keep, Love it. So yes, yeah, so keep that keep that in mind. So I will not personalize it too much. It'll just be some. Well, kind I was going to say, don't don't make it so zany that it'll piss you off when one of us takes it from you. I like that idea. So we can it'll it'll travel. Yeah, so we can have displayed. Yep, yeah. I like that. I like that. It works for me. When we do our all time worst team, 
we'll see what people have to say. Uh, <laughs> you guys had formidable rosters, um, so I was I was a, a bit worried there uh, going down the stretch. Uh, when Jeff kind of closed the gap a little bit, and uh, Bill was picking up votes too that last that last twenty four hours, thirty six hours. So, um, yeah. But you had a very populist roster. I did, I did, and I, 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 and I figured. I mean, I wasn't really planning on that when I drafted. Uh, that wasn't my my plan. But I, after the fact, I'm like, I can, I guess I, I get it. I see it. I mean, oh, it's it's a very yeah. fan friendly, you know, appealing roster to look at. So. It's we talked yeah. about this since, and it's you know we've all had our different rosters. They're all amazing. Um, you know we we sit and joke. You know I like I was making jokes to Bill about needing to pick up some votes on the Twitter poll. Dude, his team is ridiculous. And I'll Bill, Bill, I'll tell you too. My Sunday team, if they were polled just them, you would have won by a landslide. Every one of them said, "How is Bill Day not winning this?" So everyone has their opinions on it. But I, at the end of the day. They're all freaking amazing teams, and again, just goes to show the talent the Blues have had over the years. I was surp- I was actually surprised that that uh, that Bill didn't get more votes too, but just because of the, uh, uh, I mean, on on Twitter anyway, because of the uh, the recency, Bill had a lot uh, a lot of his roster was more recent uh, stars, so that was I thought that would have gotten him a lot of votes uh, from that was right. in, certain. In- you know, that was kind of my strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was kind of my strategy after, after you landed, you know, the, the sacred three of, you know, <laughs> Shani Hull and Oates at, as your top line. Um, and as we'll see in one of our discussion topics, recency is, is a, you know, a strong indicator <laughs> yes. of a uh, of fan preference. So right. I'm looking forward to talking about that, by the way, that we're coming up. That's the uh, the top fifty uh, most uh, St. Louis personalities. Top fifty sports St. Louis personalities of uh, the past. Uh, what is it? Ever <laughs> fifty years? Fifty. Fifty, 50 years. years. Yeah. Uh, so so. But spoiler alert: Vladimir Chebaturkin did make the top five. Did or did not? He did. He oh, did. I don't know if you guys wow. saw that. I did. No. I, did I did not. Yeah, he had a huge write-in vote campaign. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, um, official beers of episode number 280. Uh, you can follow each of us on the untapped app. My handle is at cprice12. Uh, Jeff's is at jponder94. And Bill's is at billybluenote33. So you can follow that and follow and see what we're drinking if you are so inclined. Uh, so, uh, Bill, what do you have for a beer this evening? Mm, not much left. Um, <clears throat> I... My uh, my beer purchasing is also down a little bit um, for for this time of year um, after splurging a little bit on uh, the Bourbon County offerings this year. Uh, thanks to to you and Amy, that was a great help. Yeah, um, she did she did all the work. I, <laughs> I did. It wasn't much of me. <laughs> yeah, I drove it well, to your house after she came brought it over to mine. That was about that's right. that's you, all I had to do with it. Right. And, you made the connection that it, it's great. So um, I'm, I'm actually going back to the, you know, as I put in my untapped uh, uh, post tonight, uh, the undisputed champion of coffee stout, in my opinion, KBS Espresso by Founders. I've, I've raved about it every time I've had it on here. Um, they've, it's, it's out there in the world right now. If you can go pick it up. It is the best coffee stout I've ever had. 
and and I've had a ton. It's it is it is the perfect like wheelhouse for everything I love. I love stouts. I love coffee. Would you say that's your your favorite uh, genre of beer, uh, coffee stout? Your favorite category? Yeah, uh, I would say yeah. As far as like um, maybe a subcategory, yeah, stouts yeah, are my right. favorite. Yeah. Coffee stouts are definitely yeah. It's okay. if if I had if I had a choice, I'd drink coffee stouts all day. Would you say in your life you've had more uh, coffee stout beer or coffee? coffee easily i worked at a coffee shop for i know i I know (laughs) yeah and and i mean my uh my my one splurge at home when uh we started working from home i bought an espresso machine so i have espresso every day is that the one that goes the the air that whatever frothing thing yeah i don't drink coffee so i don't know You're, yeah, in your in your head, you're like, yeah, you moron. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I make lattes. Sometimes I just sometimes I just uh, pour a double espresso for myself, and it, it's great. But yeah, coffee by far. Okay, I, I would have guessed that. Uh, Jeff, what's yours? Well, uh, first of all, I want to call out our friend Adam Gold over on Facebook. He says, hi, everyone. Let's go Blues. Uh, Merry Christmas and Hanukkah Night 7 as well. So, yes, happy Hanukkah. Night seven to those of you who celebrate uh, Hanukkah. Put on your yarmulke. Uh, he, he has a this day in blues history, but I think we're actually going to cover this, Adam. So we are going Is he to uh, we'll steal our stick there. What's he doing? I'm not sure. I actually, this might not be in there. <laughs> and Adam, if it's not, I will definitely add it. Um, but anyway, so my beer of the episode is uh, one that I have not had in a very, very long time. Uh, Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, uh, great local brewer. This is their Dorf Beer Bavarian-style Dunkel Lager. Um, historically, Dunkel Lagers were the original everyday beers of Munich and the surrounding Bavarian bi- villages. With a dark amber color, Dorf Beer, or village beer, utilizes Munich malt and a slight amount of roasted malt to create a smooth, easy-drinking, slightly toasty lager. Prost! Prost. Uh, so, yeah, I... Um, I, I like this beer, and and I'll I'll give a little quick background. Um, uh, I think it's called Beer and Sauce. Uh, it's out in Baldwin. There's a couple different locations, but the one in Baldwin is the best. Uh, Bill, you're nodding your head. Uh, you've you've heard of that before? Yeah, yeah, I saw your post and was completely jealous that uh, I haven't been able to make it out there. Ball, Baldwin's quite the trek for for us Illinois folk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I saw you post that, that jealousy kicked in. Big time. Yeah, there's there's one in South County up by me. I'm not sure exactly where, but um, but I will say they they're kind of keep their finances separate is the best way to say it. So I I uh, like to support the one in Baldwin because um, my good friend suggested this beer again. It was one that I've had a long long time ago. Uh, his name on Twitter is uh, Drink Three One Four, and I believe he's also on the uh, I think that's his name on the uh untapped app as well uh but he is a beer 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 guy and um somebody who was very very important behind the twitter name in my career as uh working with the blues and and doing all the media stuff i did so somebody i very much appreciate and um would uh would would take a bullet for the guy because he is just a, a wonderful man 
But three drink one three one four told me to take this and have it for the beer of the episode. So that's what I did. And I am drinking that beer, and I'm like, this is gonna be great. I haven't tasted this in five to six years, and I can't taste it. See? Yeah. <laughs> so, so all just, that lead up you're just about how great this beer is. And right now to me, because I had COVID, and though I've got like 90% of my taste back, I cannot taste this one. It's, and foamy, I, I, it's foamy water. I just couldn't it's even tell you. What, there's no orange. rhyme or reason anymore. For a while, it was like, okay, I can't taste chocolate. Okay, I can't taste peanut butter. I can't taste uh, uh, any kind of cheese. I, I don't get it. I can taste any other kind of beer, but for some reason, I can't taste this. Uh, mine, I can taste mine, um, fortunately, but, um, mine is the, uh, is, uh, from four hands, the caramel coconut cookie. It's their a cookie, a caramel coconut cookie stout. It's the, um, Samoa's, uh, uh, knockoff, uh, from the Girl Scout cookies. And, uh, it was a, it was a nine, a nine pack they're selling now. It's the caramel cookie, the thin mints and the, uh, toffee crunch. Those are the three that are in there. And it's 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 really good. This is good. I think I think the thin mint might be my favorite, but they're all just by a nose. They're all really good. I enjoy them. And and the thing only, with the, you said only available on the Mo side. I believe so. Uh, I don't think it's available over here. I've, yeah, I've looked. I've looked everywhere. Yeah. I've been over here and can't I, find it. I saw it on uh, social media. Somebody asked about over here, and I uh, said no. Uh, actually, they said somebody asked. Somebody asked uh, in Kansas or somewhere, and they said, no, no, it's only Missouri only. And uh, somebody else chimed in and said, uh, what about Illinois? And nope. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I- I'm closer to four hands than some of St. Louis that gets it. So, uh, but we don't, yeah, we don't get it. probably closer than I am. Well, I don't know, maybe. maybe. Time-wise, maybe, not miles-wise. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if you guys ever want me to pick you up some, uh, let me know. I-, I see them at every grocery store, every liquor store. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. They're. I mean, if you haven't had them, Jeff. I mean, you might want to buy some. Oh, they're great. <laughs> oh, you had them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're great. Yeah. I, I like them. I, I, and the thing with the with the label, I'm a I'm a graphics guy. Okay. And uh, Four Hands always does, does a fantastic job. Of the labels, really cool looking uh, artwork on the labels. And uh, this is this is fine. But uh, there's nothing on here that describes the 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 taste. You you can do anything you want with a label. Okay, and I love four hands, but but I'm gonna gripe. You can put anything on the label you want. It doesn't cost you any more or less to print it up if it's already in four color, right? And they don't describe the beer. I mean, granted, okay, you see the cookie. That's should be description enough, right? I get it. But come on, right? Get, but, but come on, I put something on there. I mean, some people might not know, even though it says, it says like caramel cookie, <laughs> but coconut or caramel coconut cookie. But still, put something on there. I mean, they like to do uh, pairings too. You know to what you can have with this as a nice pairing didn't do that either. So I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't get the, I, and that's my gripe with a lot of beers that they don't describe what the beer tastes like or what's in it or what flavors are you supposed to taste on the label. Now, how do you, how, if it's a new beer, this in the store, you haven't tried it yet. How are you supposed to know? Yeah. Could yeah, be a risk mitigation effort for them in, in terms of uh, not wanting to get sued by the Girl Scouts. All they have to, wow, they could, I mean, come on, they, you could be creative. They're creative people over there. You could do something I, cool. I, I think it's pretty creative as is. I, I, no, the cookie. I agree. It is. It's well done too. But I just, um, yeah, I'm just a, okay. Maybe I'm just you being extra picky. Fight. I'm being picky. You two should fight, just fight right now. 
today in blues history, Curtis of the at STL Blues History Twitter account. Uh, Jeff, if I, if I don't read the one that uh, Adam posted, uh, you go ahead and, and tag it on. It's the end. not in there, so it, it's from last year. So uh, I will tag it on at the end. Okay, sounds good. Uh, today's date is December sixteenth. So December sixteenth, two thousand and eighteen, just a couple of years ago, uh, Craig Berube press conference after a seven to two loss versus the Calgary Flames, and uh, the at STL Blues history Twitter account does have the video here uh, tweeted. Tw- uh, <laughs> Attached in the tweet, which is uh, quite, it, it's funny to look back on this video and, and watch it, but it was not funny at the time. But Ruby was pissed. Ninth time they had allowed five goals or more in the season. And the fourth time in the 12 games under Ruby, they allowed five or more. So another, uh, and another too many men penalty in the game, which was a problem. So um, that uh, f- uh, fourth time in 12 games to allow five or more. And so that Do was... You- only two weeks away from when they turned it around. Do you remember? I mean, I, I would actually love. I need to go back and listen to one of those shows from back then. Oh yeah. Um, because I know that at one point, I don't know who said it, but one of us said, "There's a chance here that the Blues are going to fire two coaches in one season." Like we were all thinking, there's a possibility. Nothing changed under Baruby. Would we see another coaching change? And, you know, would you see, uh, you know, somebody else come in on the interim or would you see them go out and get somebody who's maybe just fired from another team? That was the conversation because this team did not turn it around right away under Barubi. And he was just, he looked like he had no idea what he was doing and and no offense to him. I mean, obviously looking back, he, he, he did know what he was doing, but I remember us just looking on the bench. You watch these games when they're in last place and just just cruising along as a terrible team, and you just look at Baruby on the bench, and you can tell he's just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do to get these guys to play at a level I know they can. And it was crazy. It was, Baruby might lose his job here too because these guys are so pitiful. Well, they and they they won their previous two before this game, and it was a, a game against a winnable Cal, uh, Calgary team that uh, had played the afternoon before. The day before, so they sh- they should not have been as fresh as the Blues, and they came out real flat. and And Ruby pointed it out he was pissed. Um, he goes, "There's no excuse for it." Um, he goes, "Everyone, everyone played terrible." <laughs> That's what he said. So, um, uh, yeah. And then just about two weeks later, after that, is when the run started. When they they were um, last in the league on January first. I think it was third, first or third. So, well, and, and let's yeah. keep in mind too that that was well after. The uh, the uh, uh, Jake Allen, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Chad Johnson was let go, and Jordan Bennington right. came to back up, and he Allen went, had he, that stretch of what yeah. 20 games or something where yeah. he started every game, and it was just, oh my God, put somebody, give him right. a rest. Yeah, at we're, this we're, point, right? We're calling for that. It's like, what do you got to lose? Like, it's not right. even like, oh, Jake is terrible. Yeah. It was, dude, this guy needs a rest. He looks exhausted. Right. After a 7-2 thrashing to a poorly rested team, you know, I, I imagine if we go back and listen to that, the show that came after that, we're saying, you know, you know, we're, we're probably, you know, pimping our, uh, why not Bennington or 
what about Bennington? Whatever the hashtag was, <laughs> um, you know, it, it it seemed it definitely would have seemed like it was his time, or or I don't know, maybe we were espousing, you know, bring up Huso, but of course he was injured. Otherwise, he would have had that call up. I know. You that, gotta wonder. Oh, go ahead, Kurt. Well, I was gonna say that this was this was during the uh, the era the time period where we were pretty much thinking that Quinville's got to be coming in or at least be yeah. uh, at least be offered the job because yeah. when Yo was let go we're like okay Quinville you know he's out there let's and and you're thinking okay all right uh, talk to him bring him in whatever if he wants the job you know I don't even know and then Ruby takes over and then nothing changed for a while and so a lot of, and that's where it gained even more steam because okay Team doesn't look any different. They didn't get a shot in the arm. Usually, teams get a shot in the arm for at least a little bit with a new coach. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was it was it was a rough go, and 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 the coaching was like completely up in the air. We had no idea what was going to happen. But uh, what a difference two weeks makes, though. Well, I remember too because uh, Joe Quinville had said shortly after, it was about two or three weeks after he was let go, that he's going to take the rest of the year off. Yeah. And so it was okay. That's why Barubi's got the interim tag. They're going to keep him as bad as they are. They'll keep him, and then they're go- they're going to go get Quinville in the off season. Yep. Obviously, no. Barubi stop uh, <laughs> yeah. that from happening. Yeah, right. Can't do that now. <laughs> nope. Yep. Um, so December sixteenth, two thousand seventeen, a year before that, uh, Carter Hutton, starter Hutton, set a St. Louis Blues record for most saves in a shutout, which was forty-eight in a two-to-nothing win versus the Winnipeg Jets. Um, I guess this was another. I mean, we can talk about goaltending some more. Uh, this was another era where uh, um, Jake Allen lost his starting job to uh, Carter Hutton. Which, I mean, going into the season, you got to be like, well, that can't happen, <laughs> right? But it did. And but but in, I mean, Allen wasn't very good, but on the on the, on the other side of the coin, Hutton was fantastic. So it's a no-brainer. He's playing great. Yeah, he was great hockey. Yeah, you know. yeah. I uh, I actually remember that game, and I'm, I'm looking up the stats now because I'm. If I remember correctly, I want to say Patrick Laine had like eight shots on goal and was just, let's see, Kyle Connor had seven, Blake Wheeler had seven. Uh, maybe I was wrong on that. Laine only had two. But, I mean, Brian Little, Tyler Myers, all plus plus at least more than three shots in that game each. And, again, Kyle Connor, people say now that they think he's better than Patrick Laine. So, they had their chances, and uh, and man, Hutton was unbelievable in that game. I remember from the little bit I remember, damn, that was amazing. December 16th, 2019, Jordan Bennington won his 40th career NHL game in the Blues 5-2 win over Colorado. The 40th win came in his 59th game, which was tied for fourth fastest to 40 wins in NHL history. Uh, behind uh, Bull Dernan, Bill Dernan, uh, Frank Brimsek, and uh, Pete Peters. So, yeah, 53, 56, and 58 games, and Bington was 59. was tied with Frederick Anderson and Ken Dryden. So, Ken Dryden, so, uh, Adam, one of the all-time greats. Adam Gold's, uh, it, is, it ties into Bennington as well. Uh, this day in Blues history, almost, he says almost a year ago, so maybe it's not to the day, but who knows. Uh, the Bennington commercial where he took a shot at the doctor's office came out. And then he yeah. says, hope everyone is safe and well. So, yeah, that's, uh, that was around this time last year, I remember. But, man, I not to get into a long discussion here about Jordan Bennington and, and versus Jake Allen versus whatever. Uh, man, I, I'll admit, I, in my, anyone from my hockey team on Mondays is listening. 
I want you to know that you all suck. And uh, yes, I am a little bit of a fanboy of Bennington um, because the dude, to me, is a good enough goalie to get an elite team to the Stanley Cup, which he did. Um, I am just so tired, and, and I, I'm really looking forward to this season. I'm so tired of people just after the the, the, the playoff we saw, people just, Bennington's terrible. They got rid of the wrong goalie. He's awful. He's terrible. He won a fucking Stanley Cup one year ago. Like, and again, I'm not saying that he was the one, the only one to do anything, but clearly he can be good enough to get his team to the Stanley Cup final. So you're going to judge after winning a Stanley Cup, you're going to judge his play off a bubble hockey tournament. Come on. Here's the deal too with that. Um, I mean, if we're, talk, we're talking sample sizes with Bennington. So, so he wins a cup. He was amazing. Anybody that says otherwise during the uh, during the uh, the regular season and the playoffs, uh, his his play dipped in the playoffs. Sure, but how do you maintain what he did in the regular season? You can't. You so it's bound to dip. As you're in better competition, uh, it's, it's a more it's a more of a grind. But yeah, like you said, he was more than good enough for that team to to get over the hump, which the blues had never had in their history. They never had all that together in one package. So, but you're going to, but people are going to rag on Bennington. He didn't have the greatest season last season, but he was good last season. And he would have, he had a bad bubble. Good enough. He had a bad bubble. Good enough during the season and a bad bubble. Bad bubble. So your your sample size for, for someone's sample size for saying he's a terrible goalie is a handful of games in a, in a bubble playoff situation. That's, that's absurd. I think. I mean, it's, and even yeah, it's, then, we talked about how in the prelim round or whatever that was called, um, him and Allen were fantastic. So it wasn't even the whole bubble tournament. Yeah, it, it's he kind of got scapegoated. You know, he he wasn't great. Um, he seeded the crease to Jake Allen for for a lot of that Canucks series, and um, you know, Allen got the wins, and when. You know, when he couldn't any longer, they put Bennington back in and we lost. And, you know, there, there were uncharacteristic goals scored on him. But, I, you know, it 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 was such an anomaly last year. And, I mean, it, it really, you know, that that whole tournament is, is not indicative of an NHL season. Right. Everybody came in rested. Some teams like the Blues came in, you know, fatigued from people having COVID, um, having been exposed to it. Um, you know, I that that's a, an excuse that I like to use for how poorly we played. We don't know who had it, but, you know, obviously there were players that uh, that had had it before they got into the bubble. And uh, there were there were a lot of shit players in the tournament. I mean, uh, Pareko, Don. Bennington, they weren't their best, um, but I, I think it's just that you know recency, right? It, it, it's the bad taste left in the mouth, and it's always easy to blame the goalie. That's and that's St. Louis hockey to me, and and maybe oh, it's fan bases across the country, but I think so. I've I've always seen that as you know, anytime the Blues lose, it's always oh god, the goalie was awful, and it's. The goalie made 35 saves in the game. You know, maybe he gave up four goals, but he was fantastic. You know, I mean, I've said that about Jake Allen before. And not to, you know, for people who want to say that we hate Jake Allen. There's been times the Blues have lost and people bitch about Jake Allen. And I'm like, he was great. He was not the reason the team lost. It was they couldn't score goals or they weren't picking up men in the slot or whatever it is. It's 
not always the goalie. And I feel like that is just the perpetual thing how, to do as a, as a hockey fan, blame the goalie. How hard is it? Well, see, and I've always said this lazy analysis to, to just to blame so. the goalie without, I mean, sometimes it's the goalie's fault. Sure. I, I get it. But uh, uh, a lot of times, no, not so much. I remember all the comments about Bo Horvat owning Jordan Biddington. And I'm just like, yeah, he definitely has scored a bunch in the playoffs against Biddington, but he's more than just owning Biddington. He's owning the Blues defense. He's gotten around them every single time and had a good shot on Biddington to beat him. It's not just fluky shit like Owen Nolan on Roman Turek. It's 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 good chances that he's getting and scoring on Biddington. So I'm thinking this season, not, and we'll wrap it up here if you guys want, I'm thinking this season is the make-or-break season for Biddington. I know we said that last year. But after what we saw with the bubble tournament and the just the weirdness that was last year, let's well, see how he bounces back this year. This is the last his this is a contract year for him. This is last right. year the contract. Right. So he's he's got that incentive too. Yep. And I think he's gonna be great. I think he's gonna be above average, which to me, that's all you can ask of your goalie. Be better than half of the league and you will make the playoffs. Top and fi- just top, get hot at the right time. Top fifteen, you thinking? Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah, and and to have a goal an above average goalie with a Stanley Cup on his resume, uh, bring it. I I want to see it. Sure. Uh, speaking of uh, Mr. Jordan Bennington, he has a new mask, and so we can for those on YouTube, we can take a look at the mask. Um, what do you guys think of his new new mask? It's got uh, it's not complicated, not busy. It's got a. A large angled note on each side, uh, along with a yellow kind of a yellow uh, one-tone trumpet uh, behind each note, big big trumpet, and the JB on the chin with a kind of an arch uh, with a faded gradient yellow on the on the forehead. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, so I, I not not the biggest fan of the the trumpet logo. Um, you know, because of its connotations with the, um, the clown jerseys, but in, in this context, I think it's really good and it's a trumpet, not a bugle. Like some people were posting on Twitter earlier. A bugle. Um, a tr- yeah. bugle is not part of the blues. Trumpets are. No, it, it, it's a trumpet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, bugles are the army. <laughs> not rebelly. The... <laughs> Not playing Rebelly, blues game. And, and, and Bugle Boy was Billy's uh, Billy Brunot's uh, nickname in high school. I had some Bugle Boy jeans, uh, cargo pants actually. And, yeah, and, and I, I, had, I had, yeah, I did. I, I, I did have Bugle Boy attire, including flannel line chinos. That that was my go-to. <laughs> wow, flannel line. Those are probably comfy. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, oh, they're they're amazing. I wore some yesterday. Not Bugle Boy though, because where can you find those these days? Uh, I bet you. Uh, I bet you they're on eBay. Goodwill. Probably. Goodwill. Yeah, I'd buy some. I'd buy some Bugle Boy jeans just to have them, or pants, jeans, pants. Whatever. Hey, there you go, guys. If uh, any listeners want to buy some Christmas presents for us, just look for some Bugle Boy jeans. We'll just, gladly take those. Just donate them. <laughs> At this point, they probably got holes in them. And and that's fashionable, right? So sure, why not? They're, they're authentic wear. 
Um, no, getting back to the mask, I, you know, I absolutely love the, you know, the, the blue notes coming down either side of the face. Um, always, you know, to me that, that is reminiscent of, uh, you know, Ed Stanowski and Rick Hines, uh, you know, early eighties, late seventies blues goaltenders, um, first to put paint on the masks for the blues. Um, and I, I love that, um, yeah, I, I I enjoy the simplicity of it, um, and yeah, it, it's it's a nice mask. Uh, great works by Dave Gunnarsson, as usual. Uh, so, Andrew, I, uh, uh, real quick, yep. Andrew uh, Tykeson, uh in the YouTube chat. I don't recognize that name, but have you guys seen that name before? Andrew I've seen that Tykeson? name. Okay. Yeah, uh, says, I him. don't call myself an Allen defender, but Allen did outplay Binner much of last this past season. Bennington won us a cup, no question, but he was inconsistent this past season. Um, right. I, I think I think Allen played very well last season. Played great. Yeah. Well, no. and my yeah. comment to that, and I was gonna say, I was gonna overshadow that with, I think I'm speaking for the panel here, and and let me know if I'm not. Um, it's not a matter of who played better. I think it was both goalies. Like, yes, Allen outplayed Bennington. It doesn't mean Bennington played poorly. It just means that Allen had a great season and good for him. That's what you want. You want both your goalies to get you W's. And here's and, the deal. And I never understood why there's always been this line drawn. And again, I don't know if it's full NHL, full hockey, or if it's just Blues fans of, well, you have to pick this goalie or this goalie. I want both no. goalies playing well. I don't give a shit who's in net as long as they're winning games. Was there ever a controversy last season as to who the number one was? No. Not to me. No. no. And was there a controversy when Hutton now played Allen? Yeah, there was. So yeah, I mean, that was like that, the third time that it happened. That's and that's the difference to me is that um, Allen played great and he and numbers wise he was he was better than Bennington. Bennington did have uh, some stretches where he wasn't wasn't great, but um, but still the entire time it was never a doubt to me who the number one goalie was, um, just that, by. And- Right, and and that that was solidified by the fact that Allen's the one that got traded. They, <laughs> right, Allen, exactly. They could have kept Allen. Same money, right? Uh, just about, you know. Or or yeah. even the fact that they went back to Bennington in uh, in Game Six or Game yeah. Game Six. Yeah, yeah I mean the right. fact that they lost Game Five with Allen and they went right back to their starter. That's what you do. You go to your starting goalie. And again, not trying to right. draw any kind of lines in the sands here. It's just. Bennington, he was he took the reins and ran with it. Allen could never do that, and people could even argue maybe that Brian Elliott never did that. Uh, Yaroslav Halak never did that, um, and you know we haven't had a goalie like that since, jeez, um, I don't know, Chris Osgood, um, that that's really taken that number one job and ran with it. Uh, Chris Mason, I, I was guess, just say Chris maybe Mason. Did that. Yeah, Chris Mason. Mason. Well, yeah, but but yeah, it's uh, that's that's what I liked about Bennington was that there's all this controversy. Carter Hutton coming in and he's going to steal the job. Brian Elliott's going to steal the job. Martin Brodeur is going to steal the job. There was never a question with Bennington. The minute he took over the the Stanley Cup championship season, um, they went into the playoffs and it was this is Bennington's crease. And since then, it has just been that's your starting goalie. And 
again, I know that in St. Louis, it's easy to look at what just happened and say, this guy is, is, you know, he could easily be taken over by any other goalie or whatever. You look at team Canada rankings. And I've said this before for 2022, Jordan Bennington is up there. Team Canada typically has good goaltending. So if Bennington's being considered for team Canada, he's doing something right. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, of the, of the goalie mask. I'm a, I, it's not uh, uh, overly complicated. I love the texture on the blue notes. That uh, looks cool. Um, it's not, um, you know, you get these some masks every now and then that look at that airbrush look to them. Uh, this one doesn't have that going for it. It's got, uh, I like the, the, I like the colors, the blue. The, I, I like the fact there's no red <laughs> in, the, in the mask. That's a plus. Um, and I, I uh, work. I was always very critical of Jake Allen's uh, masks. I didn't really care for most of his designs, he, but he did have one design uh, that was amazing. One of my favorite blues masks of all time. It was just good, and he didn't keep it very long. But uh, this one's good. It's a, it's a solid mask. I like it. Works for me. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I'll add, because you guys have said everything I like about it, um, I actually like that horn logo, the bugle, <laughs> as some people apparently call it. Um, I like that. <laughs> but I like it even more without the red. So yeah. taking out the red, I, I love it as a third, as a second jersey or as a as a patch. I love it. And for him to incorporate that on the mask and just have the yellow and then the blue, beautiful. I, I, I'm I, in love with this. Mask. I think I think the, the the trumpet works well as a yellow trumpet, like in the background of this thing, like as a, to the note, like as a, but. I think if it's a patch, it's got to have something else to it. It's it's yellow and white. It's not going to work for a patch. It's got to have some kind of a blue trim oh, that, to it or something. Blue. Yeah, blue yeah, trim. I agree. But blue I'm trim. saying yeah. I'm saying that like in the in the corner of the mask or the the what the neck part, uh, chin ear? part. Ear, ear, chin. No, more the jaw. chin. The jaw. Whatever. Yeah, the jaw. Um, I I like that logo, the one that they had on the on their jerseys in in uh, the nineties. Oh. Uh, yeah, I just think take the red out, keep the blue and yellow, and I think it's perfect. I yeah, I'd have to. I I'm not. I'm, not a, I'm a yeah. I agree with that. Um. So we got uh, Brett Hall was named the uh, top St. Louis sports personality of the last fifty years uh, during the 2020 Jack Buck Awards. So when Jack Buck created the award. In 1970, he left the definition of sports personality open-ended and put it in the hands of the fans as far as what it what it means. So in October, St. Louis sports fans submitted their online votes for the top 50 St. Louis sports personalities the last 50 years, and Brett Hull was named number one um, in St. Louis on Tuesday night during the Jack Buck Awards, so, uh, which aired on KMOX um, and will be televised on Fox Sports Midwest at a later date. So for those of you who are want to check that out. So just check your local listings in the future for that. Um, but uh, Hall finished ahead of St. Louis sports legends, Ozzy, Ozzy Smith, Lou Brock, Albert Pujols, Kurt Warner, um, Ryan O'Reilly. And, and we can get in a couple of these uh, to get your take on where you, if you felt how, how they, if they're fairly ranked, but uh, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Bennington, McInnes, and others were voted among the top 50. Um, the 2020 Jack Buck Awards also honored former blue Pat Maroon, uh, with the David Freeze Hometown Hero Award. Uh, retired anthem singer Charles Glenn also received an award to recognize his dedicated support to St. Louis in the, uh, uh, to sports in the St. Louis community. So this list, so I, I had a, I had a, when I asked you guys, Ryan O'Reilly, too high? Well, he's, he, he's eighth. 
He's eighth. So he, yes. he finished ahead of Jack Buck, Tony LaRusso, Whitey Herzog, um, Wayne Wright, you know, Jackie Joyner, Kersey. So uh, too high? Too high. Probably. I think he's too high. But it's I mean, I look, at, I, look at names, I look at names like Bertie Federko, Isaac Bruce, Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds, still a member of the Blues or the uh, St. Louis community. Um, I mean, David Freeze is someone who still does commercials here. I mean, yeah, it's definitely too high for Ryan O'Reilly. It's it's the recency we talked about. Yeah. I mean, yep. don't get me wrong. He's he's my absolute favorite current member of the St. Louis Blues. But uh, all time, well, uh, we need some <laughs> we need a little more context here. Yeah, he's been here two seasons. So I don't I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even put him in top 50. I mean, I don't um, think I would either. I, I mean, uh, let me look down the list here. Let me look at the list. Uh, well, Keith Kachuk is 50th. Uh, Matt Holiday, 49th. Who spent some time here? Keith Hernandez, Vince Coleman. Oh, okay. Gary Unger, Joseph's 42, Scott Rowland. All the, I mean, all these guys have been here for a while. Bruce Suter, Bob Costas. Man, I Bob know, Costas, 36. I, I know Bob that uh, this guy low. is hated now, yeah. but he was a big part of the, the Super Bowl team. What about Mike Martz? Is he even is he even on the list? He's not on the list. Not. Yeah, but uh, but Kurt Warner is way up there. Kurt Warner's fifth. Well, I was gonna say I'm, I'm when I think of St. Louis sports personalities, the 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 players that come to mind, and and so I'm a cynic. So when I saw Brett Hall one, I'm like, I don't know, Ozzy, Lou Brock, Albert. Even though he you know isn't the most favorite player right now, Kurt Warner had a huge presence here. Uh, Yadier Molina, a guy who's been a huge presence here. Um, Joe Buck, you know, I mean, there's a ton yeah. of names you could list. It'd be number one. Um, Bobby Plager. But I think about it. You think about you think about personality. Um, it's open ended. What it means? Yeah. And <laughs> when I hear the word personality, Brett Hall is definitely somebody oh. who comes to mind. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no. I have. I mean, that's he's a cool pick for number one. I mean, that's a he. He's got personality written all over him. Love him or hate him, he's got he's got personality. Um, so uh, and I mean he, one of the all time greats in NHL. Spent a long time here. Came back here, working for the team now. Is ambassador for the team. Um, he's fun. <laughs> so uh, well, yeah, he was such a such a hard ass with the uh, as a cynic back in the day as a player. Yeah, you know I like that. I know, liked it. I liked it. That's, and that's what I'm saying as a personality. Yes, that is definitely somebody who stands out as somebody you want to recognize as a top personality in sports, especially in NHL, how everybody is all just, oh, yeah, get pucks deep. Oh, yeah, we got to, you know, do this, got to do that, you know, get it past the red line. Brett Hall was, yeah, we were awful tonight, you know, and it's like. It's the worst sport in the that's world. That's the kind of stuff you're looking <laughs> for, and you don't get that. Yeah, it's the worst sport in the world. Game's terrible. Uh, Carrie- Frazier is an idiot. Why does anybody watch this game? (laughs) Yeah. Why are there red in a blues jersey? You know, I mean, the stuff that he used to say to the media was just spot on. And even if he didn't agree with it, it was, hey, he's speaking his mind. He's Yeah, and that's the thing with Hall. I mean, and I've said this before, he's honest. He Whether you agree with him or not, or whether it's something he should have said or shouldn't have said, um, and he's said plenty he shouldn't have said, but he's honest. And he's not. He doesn't. He ain't gonna bullshit you about a you know a comment on on, on a play on a whatever. 
So that you can, you always know you're getting an honest take from Hall. Yeah. Now I am, I am surprised he's number one. Um, quite honestly, you know, I, I guess we have to go back. This was voted on in October, right? So yes. Um, Lou Brock's on, you know, top of the mind for a lot of people. He just yep. recently passed. So um, I am really shocked that Pujols is four. I, I thought he would be top two at this point. Um, but I, well, know, I guess because he's playing yeah. and, you know, the, he, he left. Leave. But yeah, that pissed I mean, a lot I of people watched, off. Yeah. I haven't watched baseball like religiously since he left. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think I would have probably voted him, voted him higher. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. The definition of personality, you guys are spot on. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna belabor the point, but yeah, my favorite, I think my favorite Brett Hull quote of all time, um, after the 86 goal season, um, he was, uh, interviewed in, uh, the hockey news, hockey, their, uh, the magazine that they had. Um, and his quote was, um, I wanted to be a well-rounded player, not a well-round player. So I got in shape. <laughs> So I'm I'm actually shocked Bernie Federico is 23rd. I, I thought, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Petrangelo, I wouldn't put O'Reilly, I wouldn't put Tarasenko even uh, above Federico. Yeah, I mean, um, real quick, O'Reilly. I, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, I was I was just gonna add real quick my my favorite Brett Hall quote since you mentioned yours and Bill, you can relate to this. Uh, I'm not dumb enough to be a goalie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't wasn't that about? Uh, wait, no. His kid had a similar quote because right, his his kid was was a goalie. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I we'll have to look that up, but yeah, that is a great quote. Uh, anyway, Dick, go ahead, Bill. You were saying something about O'Reilly. Dick Vermeil is on this list. Was, yeah. Yes. Vermeil's on the list. Yeah, I, I, I thought. Is, okay. Right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say O'Reilly, I kind of get it because, you know, he is such an everyman kind of personality and he he leads by work ethic and they, you know, they're constantly showing the clips of him working out and that who who's not going to love that in in a, you know, working class type, you know, in community that we have in St. Louis. Everybody loves that. And, you know, he's, he is just such a, such a, a likable person, uh, everything about him. I, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm surprised that he's so high, but at the same time, I kind of like that he's there. I, I like, Mike. Re, I like rewarding that, you know, his effort. Uh, I just don't think he was here long enough. It's, it's longevity for me. I just, I just don't to think put him over enough. Jack Buck is a lot. That's yeah, a lot. I know. And Jack, Adam Wainwright. Yeah. To me, Jack yeah. Buck's top three. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And 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 like I said, Ron O'Reilly. I'm going on this list. I mean, love the guy. I really do. I, I mean, he's fantastic. I think I think eventually he makes this list. But as of right now, after two years with us, he's not top fifty for me. My question is sports personality. Where the hell is Kurt Price? That guy is 51. been a staple. 51. In 51. 51. <laughs> that guy I was, has been a staple. 
in blues let uh, uh message boards <laughs> since the early 2000s 2001. and a staple in blues in staple in blues podcasting since 2011 2001 I mean, so come on this coming year i think it's uh i think it's december so it's late 2021 will be 20 years of let's go blues.com well it was, it was it was st louis blues news.com but then we it's just it's it's like you know we we just uh, uh move franchises it's this history is there so it's let's go blues.com 20 years old um golly the next year so let's go blues.com is not like the winnipeg jets they embrace their past <laughs> we do st louis and blues say, news yeah st louis blues news is part of our past we are not going to pretend like we <clears throat> came out of nowhere yeah i think there's a st louis blues news.com now it's it's not it's not what it's not me it's not this the site i had it's somebody else took it and did something else with it so um, we've uh, we got comments too, right do what bill i said it's probably based in arizona too right based in arizona the jets oh uh, yeah 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 i see what he did there i like it uh, took me a he's, while he's Get there faster. Get there faster. Get there faster. A <laughs> uh, couple comments here. Uh, Jesse Hill. Allen put up great numbers as a blue. I think a lot of the he didn't take his net was the coaches. Um, no. That's for another show. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> um, we've done that show. Already. Yeah, I was going to say, we've done that show. It's it. All right, let's just move on. Um, <laughs> Andrew Tykeson says, uh, Winter Classic Baby Blue, and he's talking about the Biddington mask. Winter Classic Baby Blue, arch primary logo, bugle, shoulder patch, no red anywhere. So I'm guessing that's a thumbs up from Andrew. No red um, anywhere. Jesse Hill adds ROR way too high. Rick Zombo should be on there. And uh, He does coach uh, coach minor league team, uh, coach uh, kids here, right? So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what about uh, uh, Jeff Brown? Uh, I was going to say Jeff Brown. What about Darren Kimball? Darren fucking Kimball. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, I watched Hill, him. 67. I watched him get, uh, uh, t- t- sorry, two fights in one game against Twist. Twist and Kimball back in the minors. And uh, Twist whooped him both times. And then uh, Kimball uh, got him down on the ice the second time. Refs were uh, trying to break it up, and Kimball's wailing away, trying to wail away on Twist with the refs like in between. Was, the crowd was booing him because he was just hitting Twist while the refs were on top of his back. And it, was, it was a mess. Kimball didn't look good in that at all. That's a total uh, Darren McCarty move, if you ask me. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was bad. Chicken shit. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so Jesse Hill uh, says, I think Kurt Price is ranked at 67. Uh, then he adds, Day was at 84, Ponder at 87. So congratulations, Bill. You beat me. <laughs> I win again. <laughs> yes. And uh, Jesse Hill adds, uh, for Rick Zombo coaching, yes, he's right. Yeah. Lindenwood, yeah. where he coaches. Right. So, and that's I mean, it. Coaches, you got, I mean, Jeff Brown, too. So Again, Jeff Brown. Uh, I was going to say Andy Strickland. Like, I know that... He's got a love-hate relationship here with a lot of Blues fans, but the dude is a staple in St. Louis hockey. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that I think should get consideration to be on that list. Because uh, he coaches, right? Camp yeah. Jansen. Camp Jansen's always been a great advocate of St. Cam- Louis. You know what? I mean, say what you will about Cam Jansen as a player. Um, uh, he's a personality. Uh, personality. Definitely he's on list. Personality, he's yeah, great. He's, yeah, he's fun to listen to. Best. Sure. Yep. How does Max Scherzer make this list? 
I mean, he's not. I, I know he's from here, but I, I think out of everybody well, on this list, I bump him. Well, if Max Scherzer right. makes this list, then Pat Lafontaine should make the list. That's he's a from, great he's, point. He's from here. Wayne Gretzky lives here. Where's he at? Wayne Gretzky lives here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Where's he? Where's Ryan Miller? Dan Kelly is not high enough either. Wait. Agree. Ryan Third Miller. Story. He just got promoted. He did. And I'm talking uh, about the goalie, Ryan Miller. Oh. So the lesser is a two. <laughs> and I guess I, I thought we were going segways here. Yeah. So I was, yeah. well, we can we can talk about that after a word from our sponsor. I'm telling you, you better be prepared because when I yank it out, everybody in that audience, with the exception of my wife, is going to be running for the exits. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure you don't carve your pumpkins while grooming. And by pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. In fact, Manscaped is on a mission to change the way you approach caring for your balls. And great news, they just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with promo code LGB. Make your balls a priority this fall. You know, a guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LGB at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Your wife will thank you. Or girlfriend or yeah. partner. Boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, your partner. Whatever. <laughs> your dogs will thank you. Oh, my. <laughs> We're getting some raw territory here. Yeah. Sorry. Again, I, uh, I've been using the hair and body wash, and it is uh, very refreshing. Um, I cannot – okay, so I've told – I've said this on the show a couple times. I can't smell right now because I had COVID, but every now and then I'll get a brief hint of something, whether it's a candle, whether it's uh, uh, something my wife's cooking. It'll just kind of come, and then it goes away. Well, the other day that happened with the uh, with the – the, the Manscaped uh, body wash. I was putting it on. I didn't realize that I was in the shower and I smelled it and I was like, oh, that's what it smells like. And then it went away, of course. But in that brief moment, I was like, that actually smells really good. And that is a, that's a very refreshing smell. And I'm glad that that's the way that I smell to people. So um, I'm sure Kurt and Bill could speak more to that, but uh, just a wonderful, yeah. wonderful line of products for yeah, Manscaped. You, you smell lovely. You really do. And Thanks. Thank you. Um, and and we've talked to, and we've mentioned this before. Um, just uh, just uh, quality products. You know, it's not you're not getting white rain from Walmart with the with the body wash and stuff. You're getting this is good stuff. So um, uh, and a wide variety too. So manscaped.com, Check it out. Promo code LGB. Um, just go there and look around. We got the uh, the lawnmower 3.0. So give that a look. That's pretty fantastic. And that's like their their hero product. It's what their whole entire company is based on. So uh, that's if you're going to get anything, you know, get that. But also, if you if you don't want to spend as much, you know, for a shaver, because that's a little bit more. But you get something like the like just the body wash or or the uh, the ball wipes or the the ball toner or um, you know, if you love your balls, right? Kurt, I love your balls. Huh. <laughs> Are we, having a, are we having a moment? Did we just We're become best friends? Did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Just so you know, to me, that was in unison. I don't know if it came across <laughs> that way. <laughs> well, you are in LA, so maybe it was, uh, it, uh, it was the in unison. Uh, Ryan Miller was named Blues Assistant General Manager by Doug Armstrong. He promoted uh, from within to fill the open assistant GM position. Uh, Ryan Miller was the Blues uh, top analytics guy and has done everything from uh, negotiate contracts uh, to in- to ensure the Blues uh, remain compliant under the salary cap and prepare players for who might uh, opt to file for a salary arbitration. He's essentially been Doug Armstrong's right-hand man, and he's now literally going to be Doug Armstrong's right-hand man. So uh, Armstrong announced Monday that Miller has been uh, promoted to the assistant GM, a role that was previously held by Bill Armstrong, who became the GM of the Arizona Coyotes in September. So, um, it, well, real quick, I just want to add, it's a very strange situation. Very New York Islanders move to promote a backup goalie to a GM position. <laughs> in oh, August, it's a different Ryan Miller. A different one, yeah, we, the better one, the better of the two. In better August, uh, the Athletic named Miller to hockey's 40 under 40 list, a group that included prominent names in hockey, such as uh, Chicago Blackhawks head coach Jeremy Colton. Toronto Maple Leafs general manager uh, Kyle Dubas, 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 Dubas. I believe it's Dubas. Dubas. Yeah, Dubas. And yeah. Uh, head coach uh, Sheldon Keefe and more. Who uh, Sheldon Keefe's the guy that I wanted to coach here when yeah, uh, too. he was fired. Uh, yeah. So congrats to Ryan Miller. At that point, I just wanted anyone. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Congrats to Ryan Miller. You you do have some big shoes to fill because Bill Armstrong did a fine job. So. And it's it seems like he's fully capable. I mean, I'll admit we don't know a whole lot. Uh, and again, we we can speculate, but from what we've heard of this man and what I've heard from people within the organization that have worked with him, um, he's a wonderful man and does does a great great job. And and for him to be recognized by the Athletic, obviously Jeremy Rutherford of all people probably knows how good of a job he does. So uh friend of the show, Jeremy Rutherford, sorry, forgot to add that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a fine move. Um, you know, if it's a guy who is very influential, give him that assistant GM position, see if uh, he can run with it. The uh, Wayne Gretzky rookie card was the first in hockey to break the $1 million U.S. milestone. So a mint 1979 Opeachy Gretzky rookie card became hockey's first to cost more than a million dollars U.S. when it fetched $1.29 million at auction. The auction house said that the uh, trading card, which features Gretzky in his Edmonton Oilers uniform during the team's final WHA season before the franchise joined the NHL, is just one of two, just one of two, with uh, number 99 from Opeachy's uh, 79 run to receive a perfect gem mint score from the Professional Sports Authenticator Grading Service. That's out of the 5,711 Gretzky cards from the PSA evaluated. So two out of 5,711 were rated gem gem mint. Uh, By comparison, more than 300 rookie cards of NBA great Michael Jordan were uh, by Fleer with the same gem mint rating. So... Uh, they said it's uh, extremely rare to find a Gretzky rookie card from Opeachy, which was essentially the Canadian arm of U.S.-based tops in perfect condition because of production issues in the late 70s. So 90% of the cards as they came out of the factory wouldn't be considered gem mint by today's grading standards. Did did you guys, I mean, do you guys collect uh, baseball cards, hockey cards uh, as kids growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and I actually, I had a Gretzky Opeachy rookie card. Had, had, 
what happened it was nowhere it was nowhere near mint um <laughs> so so i was trading hockey cards with a buddy and uh his dad had uh you know done this thing where it's like oh we're gonna create our own hockey cards so they you know they had bought some hockey cards and then you know cut pictures out of the paper and taped them over top of hockey cards and we were going through them and i looked and one of them that they had taped over was <laughs> fucking Wade Gretzky rookie card. Wow. So like, mind if I keep this one? And he's, he said, fine, no, no big deal. Uh, it had a piece of electrical tape across the back oh. that oh. could not be removed. So, so there was no way that it was near mint and couldn't, you know, couldn't sell it for anything. But I eventually traded it for the entire original upper deck baseball. Uh, it was it 1990, 89, 90, the upper deck, the first run of baseball cards, the entire set. Okay. I traded that Gretzky card for, and that has nice. the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie. Yeah. I still have that card. The rest of it nice. got stolen, but... <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I, I just realized I, I've got I've got my top pairing on a card here. How about that? Oh, that's cool. Oh, nice. yeah. Back it up. Can't say it's blurry. Uh, sorry, Scott Stevens and Chris Pronger. Gotcha. On cool. one card. That's nice. I, I was. Yeah, I got, big, I've got, I'm a collector, or I was I, at least. I was a big uh, baseball card collector. I had I had some hockey cards, not many. Um, but baseball cards were my thing back in the day. For some reason, I didn't do. I, I don't. I, hockey cards weren't as weren't as uh, widespread in you know my area at the time, so it was harder to find. But I was always about the baseball cards for some reason. I yeah, uh, no, I, so... I, I collect both. Or I collected both back in the day, and that maybe maybe a spot that we can do going forward. You know, just grab a random handful of cards. And let's see what we got. I still have a oh, box dude. of score baseball cards unopened from 1989, I think, or 90. Again, like it's like that baseball's that baseball era, like the dead card era. Where there's there was so many made, and and the the value of those cards aren't as much. But um, which is the, which is the era I collected cards in, of, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I same way. It's like was it 88 through like 94 or something like that? Where the 87 yeah. through 94 or something like that is just like they're not worth as much. Kind of sucks. Yeah, I, I, so some people might know this. I, I probably mentioned on the show. I actually work for Panini America, the uh, car distributor back in, uh, what was that, 2013 and 14. So that was when I, that was a job I took when I lived in Dallas. And uh, I wrote the backs of hockey cards. And um, I got to know a lot about, about sports cards in that time. Um, one thing that, uh, that I learned, and you might, because we're talking about the Wayne Gretzky rookie card. So rookie cards apparently back in the day were not that big of a deal. It was just, hey, this rookie's out here. Take a picture. Let's get him on a card. You know, I mean, like any other player. But apparently there was one player, and I'm going to I'm gonna see if you guys can guess it. Um, there was one player within the last 10 years who completely changed that, maybe 15 years, completely changed that because he was a rookie sensation. He came onto his sport dominated for about 10 games was literally the best player in his sport for about 10 games. And then again, fell off. Uh, that player changed the gaming, the, the trading card industry. Now any player comes up 
There is a million pictures taken of that player in his first game. There are cards written about just his first game because they want to be the first manufacturer to have a card of that player created. Uh, it's crazy. Do you know who that one player was? Oh, Do you want man. To sport? I can give you the sport so we don't go on for 20 minutes. I want to say, I want to say it's basketball. It's basketball. Yep. Like how long Basketball, ago? Did you mention um, that? I was, I was 10 to 15 years, somewhere in that time. Um, God, who was the, um, LeBron James? No, no, it was, um, cause he fell off and LeBron's top, top all time, top three all time basketball players. He didn't drop off. Not that I can talk basketball because I don't know. I, mi- I missed that that I qualification. I can't think of the guy's name, but it was uh, point guard played for the next Asian right? fella. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yao Ming. Yep. Yeah, I can't think of his name. No, 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 no. Jeremy no, no. Lin. Jeremy Lin. That's oh, it. I, I don't follow him. Think mm-hmm. of it. Lin Sanity, baby. Yeah, okay. he completely yep. changed the sports card industry because they had, there was one card that was made of him that just blew up in money right away. And it was, oh, man, who's going to be the next Jeremy Lin? And that has completely changed the entire industry. Yeah. Random hockey card, Alexander McGillney rookie card right here. That's a good Just one. pulled it out. Yeah. Is that Gem Mint? Uh, um, <laughs> it's not Gem Mint. It's, it's slightly warped. So You can fix that, though. You can fix a warp. Yeah. Can you see that? You know who that is? Is that, that Niedemeyer? Who's that? I can't, I can't see it's blurry. I know. I'm trying to make it not blurry. It's Pronger? Chris Pronger yeah. is an OHL stud. Is that the Pete's? So that's, uh, that is my, yep, the Petersburg Pete's. So that is my, uh, my pride and joy as a uh, hockey card collector. Uh, the uh, NHL.TV is likely to be less this year. They don't know how much it's going to be, but uh, apparently people are getting notifications or emails or what have you um, that the pricing will be set no less than a week before the season starts, I believe it says. So uh, no less than one, yeah, no less than one week before the start of the 2020-21 season. Um, so uh, that I think the people are speculating that means it's going to be less than what uh, typically it is, which it should be, the shortened season. Uh, I think people are speculating 50 bucks. So that uh, sounds pretty cheap to me. I would, I'd be on that. Uh, Pfizer. To, yeah, but... I was going to say, try to cancel through that link because I went to cancel my automatic renewal. Yeah. And uh, it says I don't have a plan, even though the email clearly says you are it, a recurring subscriber. Yes. Yes. It, yeah, uh, someone else. Said, someone else said the same thing about that. That it yeah. happened to them too. So that's a thing. I'll, uh, I'll add real quick that uh, for the next month, I've become a Kansas City Mavericks fan, as you see me wearing their shirt here. Uh, they have got uh, a beautiful, uh, uh, was it Flow Hockey is where you can find the app. Flow Hockey, It's uh, if you want to watch some ECHL games, sign up for a month. And uh, it's actually pretty good quality. It's the scoreboard feed. So uh, for anyone who's dying to see some live hockey, uh, I've been doing that, and uh, I'm be doing that for the next month, and then it's time for the NHL. Hopefully, uh, f- there was some speculation last week that uh, when the uh, vir- the uh, uh, vaccine was announced, it was coming, was rolling out uh, maybe two weeks ago, uh, that uh, the NHL was going to be buying, uh, acting as a private buyer, and buying uh, vaccinations for the the league, for the players, and for management and stuff like that. 
Uh, but the head of Pfizer Canada says the company is focusing on selling the highly coveted and limited doses of its coronavirus vaccine to governments, not private corporations, including the NHL. So this is the exact opposite of what was reported by John Shannon last week when he tweeted out, source confirms that the NHL is planning the private purchase of a COVID vaccine for all constituencies, constituents <laughs> involved in the potential upcoming season. So uh, that should be a no-duh story, right? I mean, that that would be a bad PR t- for the NHL to be buying a bunch of vaccines and then and vaccinating the players uh, before a lot of people in need uh, get it elsewhere. So I read a story that there's a quarter of the world that will not receive the vaccine until possibly 2022. So, yes, yeah, so if the NHL and the MLB and whoever – is one of the first to receive it. And we're still talking about, still talking about people not having the vaccine yeah. in a year from now, even in our country. That would be some well, bad PR. So there, I agree. there are, was it 30% of the people uh, that have been polled said they aren't, they aren't going to take it. They're going to get it. They won't. So that's that, 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 I mean, so that would, that would kind of throw a wrench in the works of trying to achieve herd immunity through a vaccine, uh, which would, you know, almost eradicate coronavirus. So there's that. Um, so hopefully, hopefully things work out to where we do develop herd immunity and people take it and it's safe. But uh, the uh, this is this was interesting to me. Have you did you guys hear about this story about the Canucks logo? Yes, I had not heard about yep. this. Okay, this is fascinating to me. <laughs> it's just one more thing for uh, this era. So uh, the conduct uh, the Canucks indigenous orca logo, the logo that the orca shooting out of the sea, breaking out of the sea, um, is coming under fire and it's ur- has been urged to change the logo due to cultural appropriation. So Canucks goalie Brayton Holpe was recently criticized for having a Swedish artist design an indigenous Thunderbird mask, which led to Sean Carlton, a historian and assistant professor professor at the University of Manitoba making a suggestion for how the team should move forward. Carlton is urging the NHL's Vancouver Canucks to change their logo because it's, it is cultural appropriation of indigenous imagery. So the case for this, Carlton argues, is he believes the Canucks shouldn't profit from using the Orchid logo designed by non-indigenous person and inspired by the art of the Haida people. Haida people. Uh, which I think it's Haida, Haida, an indigenous group that resides off the coast of British Columbia, Canada. The real issue here is power and profit. So in a bigger sense, Vancouver is located on unceded, stolen indigenous territory, and the team makes millions from its operations and indigenous branding. This is a continuation of colonization in British Columbia. So the Canucks are branding their team with appropriated indigenous imagery, while being part of the process of profiting from doing business on stolen indigenous land without working with indigenous peoples in meaningful ways. That's how settler colonism works. And this is all according to Carlton. So I thought this was fascinating because there's a, there's a, uh, someone brought up in a discussion and I thought it was a great point. I'm going to get you guys thoughts on this, that, so basically the person who designed this, this, image of the orca shooting through the sea. I, and I didn't realize this. I mean, I'm an image, I'm a logo uh, graphics guy that it's a, a indigenous imagery. The, the face is like a totem kind of image of the way or orca. And I, I just, I saw it. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I guess it is. The mouth is like a totem looking uh, type of thing. And uh, so it's their imagery. And uh, so, but, and so, someone who was non indigenous designed it 
Um, so what happens in the United States if somebody, if an artist paints, I don't know, a uh, uh, American-themed paintings of Native American Indians that, and sells them for profit? Isn't that the same thing? I mean, granted, the, the land issue is not involved here, but I think that's part of it. That's a big part of the issue. But uh, right, isn't that the the Blackhawks logo story? It was originally conceived and drawn by the um, the wife of the owner. Uh, was it really? I think yeah, you're right. right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the same. It's the same thing. Um, exactly. But I don't think Chicago sits on stolen land. I guess it does. I guess we all sit on stolen land. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> right. We all do. We all do. <laughs> right. right. So, but this is interesting because I think it's a combination of it, uh, Vancouver being on stolen land from these people and uh, and a non-indigenous person designing an indigenous an indigenous logo. So, and so what are your thoughts on this? Should Vancouver consider changing their logo? The only reason that I would say yes is because I'd love to see the skate logo back. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> or the rink and yeah. stick. Yeah. That, no, that... I mean it's 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 a weird I I almost don't even want to comment because I feel like I need to do about four books worth of research. research. See, yeah, I'm I'm but... not I'm not an indigenous person, so I don't think I can comment fairly anyway. As far as yeah. the offensive nature of it, as far as like how they feel about the land situation and how they feel about the image itself, whether it's respectful or not, or and, and how they feel about the team making money off that image while they're on their, their land. <laughs> so I, I'm not part of that, you know, those people. So I, I don't I mean, feel like I, I can I fully am... comment fairly comments on I am I am to a certain extent. I would say that um because I'm I'm about one fourth uh Native American uh my my grandfather was was full blooded Cherokee. Um I so I feel like if we were talking about the Cleveland Indians, Kansas City Chiefs, Washington football team thing, I could probably comment and be and be able to like provide enough information that that's of stuff that I've read and that I know and uh, well, that I've I, heard from others. But well, when it Washington, comes to Vancouver, yeah. I know it's a completely different situation. And the Washington football team, that was a slur. Redskins is a slur. Is it yes, not? it was. And, and yes. the Indians mascot, the image, is it's obviously offensive. <laughs> yes. Chief Wahoo, my God, even the name is offensive. Yeah. So I, yeah. that, that, that's, that's different categories. I don't think... I don't think this logo necessarily. And that's falls what I'm in saying. Category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. it's a different no, situation. Right. No, it totally is. The, you know, in the, the culture in Canada that, you know, I, I think is probably a lot more, you know, uh, I don't, maybe evolved is not the word, but there's been a lot more introspection as a country in Canada uh, in, in terms of the, the rightful place for, um, you know, uh, First Nation, as they refer to uh, Native Americans, uh, Native Canadians, um, and, and so I, I think they're they're probably a lot farther along in their conversation, um, uh, in their their introspection about the topic. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's totally appropriate for for us to be commenting on it. But um, you know, I guess the 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 one thing that I'll point out um, is that uh, I. 
you know, I don't follow Francesco Aquilini, who's the primary owner of the Canucks on Twitter, but over the last week I've, I've actually seen two of his tweets um, in pretty close to real time. Um, and his tweet on the subject was, uh, we got this chief of this tribe that says he's not offended. So let's just get back to hockey. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like that response. I, don't um, I liked his tweet about, um, the uh, the idiot anthem singer who uh, was going to the yes. uh, the mask rally or the anti masker rally. He was going to sing the anthem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> did you see his tweet? He got fired. He got fired. Yeah, he he he, he fired yeah. him over the tweet. He yeah. said, "Hey, big hey. son, yeah, uh, you should refer to him as former Canucks anthem singer <laughs> because that's I what he is that now. Was that was fantastic. Yeah. I and I uh, I mean." You know, I mean, whether you agree with, with the politicalness of it or not, um, uh, you got to admire somebody for standing by what they believe in. In that case, so it's it's very easy for. I mean, he was a popular singer; he was there for a long time, and uh, and they just said, uh, "Nope." I mean, this was not the first time uh, the singer had done this either, uh, with a with a controversial uh, appearance and singing the anthem at a at a controversial type of rally. So. Um, they just didn't want to be associated with that, which I understand. And I, I, I respect that. Um, so good for them. All that I'll add, all that I'll add here is with this is um, if, if, if there's a large contingent of people who feel wronged about the Vancouver Canucks logo, um, I hope justice is served. Um, if it's something that is just truly offensive to these people we look at it it's easy for us down here in st louis and even you know people across north america to look at this and say what is this this is ridiculous it's a fucking whale you know like i saw some people it, saying who's offended free willy like you know i it, it's well, easy for us to say that but, but at the end of the day for me go ahead kurt well no i was gonna, i was just gonna say that it's it's and to respond to those people not not to you but just you know, my first impression too was that it's an orca whale. How can you take claims yeah. on an orca whale? But uh, it's it's the artwork that is right. uh, representative of the indigenous people there it's, it, from their totem. So that's right. That's the whole. And, I a, mean, let's 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 face it. If if that is truly what is going on here, it's plagiarism. And as somebody well, who not it, if it, to a to a higher extent. Well, uh, I mean, you'd have to now if it's an if it's a tribute to, that's a different story. It's not really a plagiarism. You could, but but the thing I think I think I think if they had an indigenous person design it, uh, it wouldn't be an issue. But and you know what? To be honest, I don't like the logo anyway. I'm not a fan of the logo. I don't know about you guys, but you like it or not? I, I I don't. I hate it actually. I'll I'll say that you know my I remember when it first came out, uh, late '90s. Um, I, I, you know, early days of me being on the internet and I did that terrible office thing where I just kicked the, uh, the raising bar on my, my <laughs> uh, but, uh, I remember, you know, being in the, uh, the, the college, uh, uh, I was going to Providence college at the time, uh, and going through hockey message boards, uh, at the computer lab, because, you know, we didn't own personal computers at that point. Um, and I saw it and I, I was unimpressed. I thought, I thought it was, uh, you know, a, uh, like the, the orca whale, I, I had no idea how that 
played into the Canucks, and I thought it was like a, just a, a terrible ripoff, uh, or a, uh, maybe not a ripoff, but uh, you know, a take on the Cincinnati Red Sea. Like, why, why do we need this in hockey? <laughs> and, and at the same time, there's already an iconic C logo in the NHL. Why, why would anybody else want to do that? And so as a Canadians fan, I, I, I really didn't like it. Oh, um, I thought you were talking about Calgary. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> So you're saying there's so two iconic. There's already, there's already two Canadian <laughs> iconic Cs. Well, you know what? They are ones for repetition. They, they enjoy the Rough Riders as well. Right. I was going to say, come on, Canucks. <laughs> just change your name to the Rough Riders. <laughs> we need that the NHL, right? <laughs> the Rough the, Skaters. The Vancouver Rough Riders. Um, that's a lot no, of syllables. And, and, and like I said, all, all that I'll add to is, is if there's people wronged, I hope Vancouver, the Vancouver organization changes it and makes it right. Uh, calls homage to the right people, whatever they need to do to make this right. If there's an issue, yeah. I hope it's resolved. I, and they, they should just change it just for the reason that it's not a good logo. <laughs> just yeah, use, use this as a reason to make a better logo. Yeah, if you wanna, if you don't, if you don't like, if you don't like what they're saying, you disagree. But okay, just go along with it anyway and change the logo because it needs to be changed anyhow. This is right. your out, if, Vancouver. Yes. Right. If if any team could take advantage of '90s nostalgia right now, it, it's it's the Canucks. Just just don't go so far back as the deep V's. And uh, that was bad. No, not yeah, a deep not, V fan. Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah. I'll wrap it up, guys. What do you think? All right. Can I uh, can I add a programming note? Yes, go. Programming note, folks. Uh, next week, I uh, believe we're in. I mean, unless something crazy happens, you uh, can pretty much not expect a live show from us here at Let's Go Blues Radio. But uh, I have not figured out what it's going to be yet. But there will be a show. We are going to make sure we get back to our weekly shows. Um, so I will figure that out uh, in the next week. There will be a show. You can podcast it. There likely will be a video with it, but I don't want to uh, commit to that fully if I don't know what I'm doing yet. So, yes, there will be a show next week, but no live show. So uh, for those of you listening right now live, uh, we won't be talking to you next week. Thank you for all the love and support you guys have given us. And uh, I absolutely love reading the comments that we get live. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and uh, Merry Christmas to and Happy Hanukkah to everybody listening right now. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Boxing Day. That will wrap up episode 14 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Dam, Kurt Price, until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go, Blues! Get there faster! Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues.
Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues.